I am beyond excited for y'all to jump into this week's episode because we're talking about how to become a consultant. Y'all, in Serve Scale Store, we have the Scale with Simplicity system, and it has four pillars on how you really scale your service-based business. And the last one is elevate your business, elevate your services, elevate your business, elevate your brand. And we talk about the different ways to scale. And one of them is by offering a premium service. And consulting has never even crossed my mind. And Laura and I were talking and she brought up consulting and explained her business model to me. And I was like, oh my God, you have to come on the podcast. So Laura is going to be joining us today all about how to become a consultant. I'm beyond excited for you. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Serve Scale Soar. Oh my goodness. I am so excited about talking about the topic that we have today. I have my friend Laura on here. We're talking about becoming a consultant, which I think is such an amazing opportunity for so many of you one-on-one service providers. And even if you have a course or something and you want to add another revenue stream as a one-on-one service provider, I think this could be something you could definitely tap into. So Laura, before we jump into all the goodness that will be today, please tell my audience a little bit about who you are as a person and then about your business. Hey, hey, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. So as a person, which I love that you asked this first. I am a wife, a mom to three. I am a very rusty tennis player and I'm the owner of the worst behaved puppy in my neighborhood. Happens to be sleeping under my desk right now. So hopefully she behaves herself. And as a person, I love personal development. I love business strategy and I love enjoying life. And I think you're the same, Brandy, which is why we get along so well, is that we both value putting your business second and creating a business that your life can fit into, not the other way around, right? Yeah. And one thing that you said that I always say, and very few other people do, and then it gets brought up in question. I never realized it did it, but I just noticed that you did too, is you start with, I'm a wife and then a mom. Have you always said that or is this? Okay. And so people, I never knew that I... Like I knew I said that, but I didn't know that was a thing until several people brought it up. So is there purpose behind that? Is there a reason why? I would love to hear because I'm also, usually you hear mom, wife. And so I do the exact same thing. I think when we are married with kids and there's so much going on at the time that we're recording right now, my nine-year-old is in the little league playoffs. You know, my daughter is turning two next week. It's so easy for your kids to consume your marriage, right? But the truth is is that we have 18 precious years, maybe a little bit more, depending on what's happening in the world, to teach them what we know and and to create really great humans, you know, as much as we can control that, to teach them about how to be in the world and to make a positive impact. But it's not the lifelong assignment, right? The lifelong assignment is to be a great partner to your spouse. And I think that's why it always has to come first. And then hopefully, Hopefully they'll see that. Hopefully they'll model that. Hopefully they'll go out in the world and they'll say, you know, my mom and dad got along really well. 
And I'd like the same for myself if I choose to be married or choose to have a partner. And that's what I hope that they are able to experience when they're at home. It's not always perfect and it's not always ideal. And there's certainly days where I have to remind my spouse and myself to, you know, to speak to one another in a way that we want to model for our kids. But that's the goal, I think, always both my husband and I in this crazy dynamic of raising three kids. Yes, I love that. So... Another way that we connect. And I think that that probably helps other people. And it's something that's just not talked about. And yeah. I love talking about things that are not talked about. <laughs> and so that's like what this podcast is all about. And speaking of things that are not talked about, I think when we were chatting and you, like, I knew you had done consulting. And when we met in Clubhouse and you were talking about it, I was so intrigued because mm-hmm. it's not something that I realized people did in the online space. And it was something that was very much talked about offline, but I didn't realize that this was an option for me or others until we started talking. So I would love for you just to kind of tell us how did you get where you are and what exactly is consulting? Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. So I closed down a brick and mortar chain that I had been running for about a decade, about four years ago. And it was really a decision that was a result of realizing that if I were to continue to grow that business in the industry that I was in, it would take me away from my family in a way that I wasn't willing to sign up for as an entrepreneur. And I decided just with what was happening at that time for me, I was kind of over what many people refer to as retail jail. I was sick of getting the Sunday phone calls of, you know, can can you open up the store? I can't make it in today. And I decided to just have a little bit of a, a do-over. I was turning 40. I didn't know we were going to have a third child, who's a very happy surprise. And who I thought was my youngest was going into kindergarten. And I just didn't want to miss it. And so we, I closed down that business and I sent a, a, a bunch of texts out and just letting people know. And as I started to to inform people in my network, one by one, they were starting to say, well, you know, Laura, I just have always loved how you've approached marketing and branding. And I know you know a lot about it. And some of these were big brands, people that I had gotten to know as the CEO of a, a retail company that with 12 locations. And so, you know, painting with a twist, massage heights, lash lounge, they started contacting me and saying, would you be willing to just look at our CRM? Would you be willing to look at our emails and see if you think that they are optimized properly. And what I realized is that many traditional businesses were not deploying online marketing in a really effective way. And so I started consulting with not only those brands, but fell into a private equity firm who just asked me to come in and, you know, facilitate offsites and consult with them on some of their, you know, go-to-market strategies and expansion strategies. And it was what I thought was going to be sort of this in-between thing that I was doing when, until I figured out my next thing. And it ended up being the next thing, which was amazing. And then a few years ago, I attended my first on event in this online marketing space that we all live in. And I started talking to some pretty high-level business owners, multi-million dollar business owners in the online space. And they would tell me their goals. And I would say, well, how do you think you're going to go about doing that? And they'd be like, I have no idea. Or somebody told me in my mastermind, I should do this. And I was thinking, that doesn't make a lot of sense if you actually look at it in the context of what is traditional business strategy. And what I realized is like a lot of the MBA level kind of business strategy approaches, whether it's finance or operations or marketing or sales, 
I see traction is behind you as we're recording this on your bookshelf. You know, I went through EOS certification, like a lot of the traditional business strategic planning, marketing strategies just aren't talked about in the online space. And they're highly valuable to established business owners who need good quality help and not necessarily like regurgitating the latest trend. And as I fell into that space, I realized it was, it's just a great business. I love that. And so in the online space, then what are you doing for clients? Because, and how are you finding these clients? Because I would imagine it's different than, you know, working with traditional businesses. Yeah, it's so different. With the online space, what I find clients come through podcast guesting, my own podcast, and speaking to topics that a more established business owner would be interested in. Most businesses that are still trying to get to their first six figures in revenue probably aren't hiring consultants. Most of the high quality consulting opportunities are with the bigger businesses, ones that are probably between one and 10 million in revenue. That's when they're starting to realize maybe I don't have the right strategy or maybe the framework that I started with isn't necessarily the framework that's going to get me to that next level of success. Or now I'm starting to think about strategic planning. I'm starting to think about creating a scorecard or doing some of these things that make me a real business, but I don't necessarily know how to do it. Right. And that is where I think most of the consulting opportunities are. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't really know businesses like that, or there's not that many, it's actually not true. There's about 7 million businesses in the United States in that revenue range. And a lot of them might be, uh, you may be consulting to you know online businesses that we all might be familiar with, but it might be your local CPA firm or your local law firm that has three or four or five accountants or lawyers, and they have no idea, right? Like a lot of the things that we know how to do really well, if we came in and we just suggested some of the basic information that we probably all know, they'd be like, mind blown. So I want everybody who's listening to know that you may feel like you don't have the knowledge to actually be a consultant, but you probably do. And the businesses that are more established, you might think that they have all of these secrets and they probably don't. (laughs) Being able to show up in your genius and provide them with expertise, advice, and strategy because of the experience or education that you bring to the table is incredibly valuable and it's really rewarding. And so how you get those clients depends on the types of clients that you're targeting. For example, local professional services firms, you might get them through like a BNI or a local referral network. Online tends to be authoring, speaking, being at the events where those people hang out. It's really typically not as much of a sales funnel as much as we all love a good sales funnel. Both of us do. It's a little bit more relationship driven is what I've found. I love that. And as we were talking about this, I was like, oh my gosh, it would be, I believe, and I always told my ad managers this too, local businesses like are so easy to get as clients because they need you so much. Online business owners think they already know everything usually, but like when you get into local businesses, they're like, we know nothing about the online space, like how to market and all that, please help us. And so when you're talking about consulting, there's more consulting than just marketing. That's what you do. But what other types of consultants do you see that really can take this from, Hey, I just want to be at home with my kids to like, I want to make some money as a consultant. I think it's thinking about what is it that you are brilliant at 
And what do people come to you all the time for advice on? When I was in brick and mortar, all the time, if you saw me at a conference or at a trade show, I would be in the corner talking to somebody about their marketing. It was what they would come to me for, and I would love to talk about it. Or even if I was at a party, uh, there would be a local boutique owner that would, I just end up talking to her about her marketing. Or you go into a boutique and I would start chatting with her about what she was doing to sell more of the outfits that she had displayed. It was just kind of natural for me and I enjoyed it and it didn't feel like work. And I think for many people, you have that interest or that passion and something business related, obviously, that's where the consulting opportunity usually lies. But it's that piece of it that you may love. Like if you love operations, it may be that there's a piece of operations like hiring that just like is your sweet spot. It's what everyone comes to you for advice around. And you could easily be a consultant on helping certain types of companies hire better. And ultimately, the trick is with consulting for you to provide more value to your clients than they're paying you. That's all you need to do as a consultant. And it can be a little bit of a mind bend for somebody because they're like, wait a second, like, do I need to charge by the hour? No. Do you need to go in and give them a bazillion ideas? No, actually, please don't do that. You'll overwhelm your client and yourself. What you need to do is make sure that whatever their measure of success is, for me, it's revenue growth, typically, that you are helping them grow their revenue more than they're paying you. And when you're working with a more established business, that's not that difficult to do. For, let's say, a wills and trust lawyer, that might be one or two more wills that month. But for a, you know, for an internet marketing company, it may be optimizing something two or three percent. And so it's not coming in with this huge grand plan as it tends to be with corporate consulting, which is a whole nother beast. It's really helping these entrepreneurs who are looking for a trusted advisor to give them some peer to peer support that they can't necessarily get from somebody who they're subcontracted labor to or might have on their team. And so how long are you typically working with these clients and what is the typical work time that you're with them look like? So is it months? Is it a few weeks? And then are you spending, you know, countless hours with them or is it just like, Hey, we have this one day that we work together. So what I do is I go in with a 90-day plan. So I don't use Traction or EOS, which if any of you who are listening, you might not be familiar with. It's a kind of a popular strategic planning system within the entrepreneurial space, mostly traditional business. But I mirror a lot of what I do off of that system, but have created my own version of it specifically for growth marketing. So I go in with a 90-day plan and that setup is a 90-day commitment. And then every 90 days, we create a new 90-day plan. And many of my clients will stay on for years, just working like that. Like every 90 days, we create another 90-day plan. And then the support in between those plans varies. And it really depends on what they want. And for anybody who's listening, they're like, oh my gosh, your clients can call you anytime and ask you any questions at any time. You're probably like, that sounds like a nightmare, but it's not. (laughs) Because when you're working with a five or seven or $10 million business, they don't have the time to call and just like ask what you're eating for dinner. They are very busy when they contact you, it's because they're stuck or they need something. So sometimes with my clients, I might meet them for two or three times a month. And that might be for like 45 minutes or so to try to just keep them on plan. I now have people in my company that they'll meet with in order to get additional details on how to implement that plan in other areas where I'm not an expert, like UTM tracking and things like that, which if those of you who are listening don't know what I'm talking about, it's more like Google Analytics tracking. 
But there are various ways to support them in between the plan, but the plan is really the mile markers. And what I would recommend to anyone who's listening is not say like, oh, how many hours would I need to justify to be a, you know, a highly compensated consultant, but what's required in order to implement my suggestions. And knowing that many times these companies have teams, they don't need you that much for the how, they might just need to your advice as you're implementing. So I have clients, for example, I have a nonprofit that I work with through a think tank through Notre Dame University. It's a kind of a long story how I got into that. It's a bigger team. They don't have as many marketing resources. They have a lot more questions. I meet with them three times a month. I have other clients and I'm happy to do it. Really, it's joyful. It's fun. They have an amazing mission. And I just got off with them right now and it's it's really enjoyable. But there's a lot more confusion sometimes with some of the assignments because They've never done a webinar. They don't know what I'm talking about, right? And then I have another client that calls me when they need me. And that is a $12 million company. And I talked to them like twice last month for like 20 or 30 minutes. Otherwise, message me on Voxer when they're stuck. And it's usually like really quick questions like, hey, we have this event coming up, this thing, like we can't agree on you know, what direction to go. Can you chat with us? And it's great. I love this. And I think it's such a next level, or I mean, even if you're just starting out, but I do see this as like the next level if you are a service provider right now. And one of the biggest things I talk with my service providers and they're like, I'm just so done doing the task. Like I want to yes. do the strategy. Yes. And so if you've been telling me that over and over, here <laughs> you go, here is your strategy. So you get out of the task. And I think this is a perfect next step for those people who really enjoy the strategy aspect, which I do. I know you do. And so many people in this space, the thing is we take for granted our strategic minds. And yes. there's so many business owners who are strategic, but sometimes when you're looking at your own business, it's so much harder. And so you need that second pair of eyes to look at it. And then there are some people who are just visionaries. There is no strategy in that mind at all. A lot of times people can get to a really high place with just their vision, but then they recognize they need that strategic brain to help just get all those ideas into one place. And so I feel like this is just such a great compliment. If you're sitting there and saying like, I'm so done with the task, I want the strategy. Yeah. And keep those tasks in your company. Like don't give them up, but have somebody else do them because it is a different relationship. Being a consultant is a little bit more of a peer-to-peer advisor relationship than somebody who is hired to do tasks in a company. And that's a little bit more of a hired help type of relationship. One is not better than the other at all, because I have many people in my company that do tasks and I treat them like gold because I know what my life would be like if they weren't there doing those amazing things. Like my ads manager... I am like, never leave me. I love you. <laughs> like, And that is so valuable, right? When you have those people. But if you know you're ready for a little bit more of that strategic relationship, then what I would do is just have somebody else do the tasks because I think that is important to separate out the relationship. It, it's just a very different dynamic. And when you're advising somebody as a consultant, you have to be willing to challenge them. You have to be willing to ask permission to disagree with them. You have to be asked permission to zoom out. Sometimes they might push back on something. And I would just, I use a lot of language, like just humor me. Can we just test this? Uh, I'll use things like that just because it's more influence in terms of getting them to try something that you know would be good for them, but they just have a lot of like, 
hangups around or it's a sacred cow or it's like that thing they did because they were bored and now it probably doesn't make any sense anymore to keep it going. And you're like, you're the one to break it to them. Like (laughs) those are all the things that you just have to get really good at. And that's hard if you're also running their apps. So what I would do is just have someone else in your company do it. And now you have me like focused on behind me, like the books are set up for that. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a nerd. I have scrum influence interaction (laughs) showing people always ask me, they're like, what's scrum? And I was like, project management. It's what I have on my night side table. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. It's so funny. I'm sure it's the same for you when you hang out in the mom circles and people are like, what do you do? Do you work? I'm like, not really. No, I've mastered this. So I just tell them I have a top rated podcast. Like I used to try to like go into what I do. And it's so funny. I'm like, I have a top rated podcast. And they're like, oh my God, you're a podcaster. But I could tell like what I actually, like I do podcasts, but it's such a small percentage of like what my business is. But we have now like, I found that sweet spot that people are like, think you're famous when you have a podcast and they don't ask questions. So it's perfect. Everyone thinks that I can bring my husband home just because we have a podcast. Oh my gosh. That's fabulous. I love that answer. I'm going to steal it from now on. Whenever I play tennis, all the tennis ladies are like, do you work? And I'm like, no, not really. (laughs) I have like a consulting company and a membership and I also train consultants and I have a coaching program, but no, no, just no big deal. There was one day we had date night. It was so funny because that day I wasn't working. It was like a Friday and then sometimes I don't work Fridays. And I had recorded all these TikToks that day and Austin helped me. And we got to the bar and I'd had a few glasses of wine and the guy was like, so what do you do for work? And Austin was like, I'm a stay at home dad. And then he said, oh, that's cool. What about you? And I just started busting out laughing. And Austin was like, she's a TikTok star. (laughs) Like that's what she is. She's a TikTok star. You spoke it and you spoke it into being. It's now going to happen. You're going so to become a funny. TikTok star. But yes, <laughs> I have now decided I'm a podcaster and that's all I do. So love it. Perfect. Well, Laura, I think this has been such an amazing conversation from just talking about why you say your husband first down to like, what is consulting and how can we really step into this role? And then just some good conversation and laughs for everyone. So where can people learn more about you and how to become a consultant? So a lot of times people wonder what's in my consulting packages. How do I price it? That's a very popular question. So I answer all of those very transparently on createyourconsultingoffer.com. So if you go to createyourconsultingoffer.com, you can get, you can steal my consulting packages and learn, you know, how I price it. I'll share with how I started and where I am today. So you can get inspiration depending on where you are on your journey. And if you want to connect with me, the best place is probably Instagram. If you just want to like chat me up, it's Laura E. Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. I check my own DMs. So feel free to DM me and just say, hello. I'd love to meet you. Perfect. And we'll make sure to link all that up in the show notes. Laura, thank you so much for joining us and just sharing such an amazing episode. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Y'all, how stinking good was that? Oh my gosh. I am so excited to hear how many of you want to start implementing consulting as an offering in your business. Now, does this mean you get rid of all your retainer clients? Absolutely not. This can be something that you add to elevate your services, to elevate your presence. And Laura broke down so much goodness in this episode. So I would love for you to DM me and let me know are you thinking about consulting? I would love to know this. Just send me a DM and be like, 
Brandy, I want to get into consulting because I want to hear from you. So until next week, my friends, first off, make sure you DM me. Two, until next week, go out, serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into the success you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.